Welcome back to the More Than Punk podcast. I'm Sid Mackay, and it is great to have you here. How are you doing this week? It has been incredibly fucking hot up here in Scotland the past week. I think we're reaching 26 degrees this weekend or sometime next week, which is mental because the average high here used to be 17. So that is quite the jump. We're all sweating profusely. It's a wonderful place, and you didn't need to know that, but fuck it, now you do. This week I'm chatting with Bart Thompson from Graduating Life. Now for my UK listeners, I have to start this episode with a bit of an apology. You see, I start out talking to Bart about brown sauce, which is great, and I love it. But I don't know if you've ever tried to explain to someone from America what brown sauce is, especially when you get it from a chippy. So the start of the episode is me trying to to explain brown sauce. Thought about cutting it out, but I think it's kind of funny. Don't send me hate mail, um, or do send me hate mail, at More Than Punk on Twitter. It'll be fun to hear from you. But yeah, so we, anyway, we chat about brown sauce um, at the start of this episode a little bit, so you can always scrub through that, um, but I think it's worth it. For my American friends, if you haven't heard of or had brown sauce, if you get the chance and you're over in the UK, Check it out, um, it will change your life. We don't only talk about food though in this week's episode, uh, we run the full existential gamut. Kind of as usual, Bart's gone back to university so we talk about that. He's doing a comms degree, which I also did, so that was quite fun. We talk about sort of the collapse and rise of society, capitalism, history, a whole lot of things, and of course how that all blends together into his music and what he creates. And we even talk, interestingly, and I, and I love this little bit in the episode, about how much editing goes into lyric writing, and how he figures out which words go in which places to sort of capture the vibe and rhyme of the song. And he's got a really interesting tip in there for anyone that is writing songs and wants to figure out how it's done. He's got some good advice, so I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It is something a little bit different, and I think that's pretty fun. It's a good way to keep it fresh. Graduating Life's new album, Fine, came out on the 9th of July, so just about two weeks ago. If you haven't checked it out, if you're new to the band, make sure you grab a copy of the album from Spotify and, you know, all those wonderful places. Um, It's a really, really good listen. So anyway, without further chatter this is my conversation with bart thompson graduating life catch you at the end of the episode guys hope you have a good time hey dude how's it going pretty good how are you doing i'm not doing too bad man i just finished this dinner of um onion rings and i was gonna say chippy sauce but you don't really have chippy sauce in the states do you what is that? Okay. Uh, how am I going to explain this? All of my UK listeners are going to kick the shit out of me right now because I'm going to fuck this up. Um, but it's basically like this kind of, and it's going to sound horrendous, brown sauce. Um, and it's sort of tangy and slightly kind of bitter, I suppose. And then when you go to like a fish and chip shop, they mix it with vinegar to make it go further. And uh, okay. 
it's I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a photo of it. I think is the best thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a uniquely um, English thing. They call it HP. There's a company called HP Source Beer. Like I said, I've never seen it in the state. Oh my god! Yeah, that. Oh is wait, it, is that what it's called? HP or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, when we were at like, we would go to those. Uh, I think it's at Weatherspoons or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we like that shit's hella good. Okay, thank God. Yeah. I was I was floundering <laughs> there for a second. I was like, what have I got myself into? Yeah, I think we were like looking at it and being like, uh, Harry Potter's like English or whatever, and there's Harry Potter sauce. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge yeah. thing up here in um Scotland, like probably bigger than than in England. And again, this is this is gonna get me hate mail, but I like hate mail. Um it means that people yeah. are listening, right? Yeah, well, that's cool. I think last time I was there, the most English thing I had or whatever was like a meat pie or something. It was just because there was nothing. We were playing this venue and then I was like looking at the food and I was like, oh, these are all like pies or some shit. And uh, but it was pretty good. So I'm from New Zealand originally, right? And uh-huh. so like things like sausage rolls and pies and like you get like mince and cheese and potato top and all that kind of stuff. And I remember going to the US and talking to people about it and people are being like, what the fuck is a sausage roll? And you're like, it's like sausage meat, but wrapped in pastry. Those are like the things at Greg's or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or the yeah, those are disgusting. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I got I got some because I was getting when we were over there, there was all those ads because they were doing the vegan one, like the beyond, you know? And then yeah. so we got we stopped and got some like before we were uh taking the ferry over. And it was just like, I don't know, it was so disgusting. I was like, oh man, I feel like shit. <laughs> Well, that's this podcast yeah. over. It was nice chatting to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I no, know. I mean, like, they taste good, but it's that feeling, like, you know, in, like, the U.S., if you go to, like, 7-Eleven, you get, like, these taquitos from, like, you know, like, the hot bar. It's, like, they they taste hella good, but, like, you absolutely regret it because you feel like shit. I remember yeah. when I got my yeah. first Slurpee from the U.S., or Slushy, I forget what you call them. And um, yeah, I, I think I got like a medium or a regular, not realizing that it was going to be like a full like 10 gallon drum of like yeah. weird sugary water. <laughs> yeah. like, I felt like shit after that. I, fu- I finished it on like principle, but I felt like shit after that. There's just too much sugar and stuff and uh, like literally everything over here. I like those drinks that you guys have the like, it's like Gatorade, but it's not. It's in like mm. a sippy top bottle. I'm trying to remember but what yeah. it's called. It's like a sports drink, but I don't know. It was cool because I kept trying to find Gatorade and I couldn't find it. And I just kept finding that. So I was like, you know, drinking that. Is it weird when, like, I always find that when I talk to my American friends and stuff, they sort of feel like their whole experience is kind of universal you know like oh i went to you know applebee's or whatever i only know about that because of john green books but like like oh have you ever been to an applebee's and you're like no that that doesn't exist anywhere else yeah i mean kind of just exist in our world over here you know and probably think that everyone else knows everything what's what's your um like your favorite food find 
that you've that you've come like i mean if you've got one in the uk i realize the food here sucks but if you've got one in the yeah. uk that would be like <laughs> bonus points um i mean i did have some really good italian food in the uk what i kind of found was that when we we're like traveling is like the only food that was like consistently good was like italian food and then like uh euros and shit like those were always good and then it's cool that you guys have lamb like pretty much everywhere because mm-hmm. i feel like it's hard to get like in the u.s it's hard to go to a place and get like lamb like they not everywhere has it and it's That's so wild you know, hella good but i think like favorite food that i've had is when i don't know i just like food in america i guess <laughs> i just like burritos and shit and sushi it's so good though yeah like you guys i remember getting i was in santa monica and i was i was just like there's food trucks just lined up like end to end and just going yeah. up and getting a burrito and it being you know like 12 feet long and like six feet down yeah. that kind of thing but it was so good and i just feel like being totally it's like next level burrito compared to you know hair especially but like oh yeah I've been, and know? then even people here will be like that's not legit or like that you know like they get like and it's like dude it's all pretty much good if you're here you know um yeah there's a place in fresno where i live that did some they like went viral for making some burrito that was like you know fucking hella long like i don't get the fascination with that but i have seen it and i'm like oh it's crazy you know um but yeah i don't know mexican food's good i did we went to sydney one time and i had a bunch of like sushi there's like a sydney fish market or something mm-hmm. if you're from new zealand then you you've been to sydney i imagine yeah. people go there yeah um but that was hella good a lot of fish yeah. sydney's such such a great city yeah it was awesome we got to like swim a bunch i got to go to that bondi beach oh yeah yeah or, yeah that was like crazy to see because it's in like video games and stuff and like you know yeah there was but, a um and the new hitman they they had a level in new zealand and it was it was a, he lands on a beach or something i haven't played it goes up to this sort of batch sitting on the sand dunes and i remember when it came out and people started to realize it was like front page news you know like it was like everywhere i was like New Zealand and AAA yeah. video game, and like <laughs> we fucking made it, man! Like as a country, we fucking made it. So is your accent like New Kiwi. a New Zealand accent? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've I yeah. picked up because I haven't been here that long, so I picked up some sort of like Scottishisms. I call everyone pal now. Um, yeah. Or like I talk about getting my COVID jag as opposed to like jab or vaccine, uh, but mostly I'm still I'm still pretty Kiwi. That's cool. I um that's a curveball for you, right? The publicist was like UK podcast, and you're like, oh cool, I'll talk to a Brit. Like fucking nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I can't notice it that I watched this. Have you watched that show Dark Tourist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy's from like New Zealand, I think. Yeah, yeah, he is. I just looked into it because I was like, I was watching the show and I was like, it's like his accent's like almost like familiar sounding but not really and then i looked it up and i was like oh that's why 
And uh, then I watched that. Have you seen that show Sweet Tooth that just came out? I haven't seen it yet. No. I, th- I think it's all shot in New Zealand. Oh, and super cool. Yeah, you can tell because they'll have extras stand in. Most For the most part, it's supposed to be set in America, but it's like shot there. So like there will be extras occasionally. And then they'll like have that accent. And it's kind of funny because it's like, well, it's probably hard to ask like everyone just just like, oh, do like an American accent, you know, like. But yeah, that, but what's that a, gen- a generic American accent? It's like maybe someone in California. What's up, bro? Like, yeah, yeah, man. We, my, like my partner and I rewatched Deadpool two the other night, and it's got uh-huh. um, you know, the kid that I can't remember his name, kid that plays Firefest is from New Zealand, and we're <laughs> we're sitting there watching it, looking at each other, going, "Holy shit, is that what we sound like?" And he's like, yeah, "Fuck you, man!" And we're like. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so um so yeah, thanks for having me on and stuff. It's cool that we can make it out uh with the time difference and all yeah. that. Is it early morning for you? Or ish? Yeah, it's it's actually like perfect. It's like eleven AM, so not bad at all. Yeah. So we are here to talk about this album. So tell me about this album. Um Something I'm always curious in with, like, as a creator, I will go into something and not really know what the fuck I'm making. And then at the end, whether it's days, weeks, months, I go, look, I made a thing. Did you like going into this record, be like, this is exactly what I want to make. I know what it's going to sound like. Or is there a whole lot of driving in the dark, one headlight on, it's foggy. What the fuck's going on? Um, Yeah, I think exactly what you said is kind of how it always is. It's like, at least maybe like go into it with the intention of making something and being like, Oh, this is what I want to do. And then I think it just like always evolves. Like it's never the, it's almost never exactly what you hear in your head. Uh, Like the first time, but I think that's like good because you'll hear like an idea, you know, and then you like go do it. And then it's like, now you're hearing something else now that you have it like, basically down on like a demo in a session or something and yeah I think I just like wanted to just kind of wanted to like um, try to see how like far I could push myself with like Mm -hmm. the writing and stuff Uh, because that's always something that I want to get better at and so most of the album was written like late 2019 early 2020 and um it's kind of just like me at my house trying to like mess around with vocals and stuff obviously we went to like a studio to record it but like all the demoing process was like i feel like me like figuring out like songwriting a bit more and like getting more used to like uh trying to like layer stuff and understand like the recording process more maybe which was fun, you know. Did you hit that wall of, or maybe glass ceilings, a better term of like, this is the best I can do right now, but I can see that I can do so much better. I just don't know how to get there yet. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I feel that way. Like whatever I do, I try to like acknowledge that it's just going to be the best, like 
because it's easy to like reflect on stuff and be like oh man like i don't you know some people are like embarrassed of like the older stuff they do or something or like if you're an artist and you draw something you might be embarrassed of like what your art looked like five years ago but i think like for the most part if you're still doing something and you have the ability to like retrospectively look back and be like oh three years ago like you know i was like this shit sucks or something like then it's kind of like good because it means that you're still doing it and then also like it was probably the best you could do at the time and i think that's like probably true for most things if you know that you're giving your all then like then whatever you're gonna put out is gonna be the best thing you can you know um and there's nothing wrong with that too Right. I think that's something that wow. gets lost as well as like, it's okay if your best right now isn't the best you can do in 20 years, because there's so much not to like preach to the choir or anything, but all of the um, experience that you get from fucking up and figuring it out. I think it's, it's hard to measure that. Right. Yeah. I think without like, if you're not always trying to, if you want to be in a band and make music, you probably would want to like write a lot because that's just part of your job, essentially, if you want it to be a job. And so I feel like by doing that, you're like putting in the hours to have more like knowledge. So that way it's less of an aesthetic and more of like a serious like commitment to like making stuff and like working on stuff. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. Go on. You you would think that after doing this for as long as I have, I would be used to Zoom pauses now, but apparently I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. It's like fill the silence. Um, I was gonna say the thing that the idea that freaks me out is producing something and it being like incredibly good, like amazing. So like Lord's Pure Heroine, like as a debut album, it's fantastic. And then from an artist's perspective, having to sit there and go, holy shit, how do I top this? You know, like yeah. I feel some com- comfort in the fact that like with with this podcast, I get one shot at this interview, right? And if I fuck it up, I can't yeah. really like call back and be like, hey, I really fucked it up. Like, yeah, can we do it that again? one sucked. Let's do another one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's also another interesting point about like the debut thing and then like, you know, because like you, I feel like sometimes there's these bands where it's like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like that's their first album, you know, and it's like something with all these like hits on it. But I think even with stuff like that, it's like that doesn't just like happen out of nowhere. I think like people who write albums like that have like either teams behind them that are making sure the album's like that or someone in the band or something who's helping write the songs has like dedicated their all their hours to like working on it you know i don't really think there's like accidental stuff i think every like if someone makes great music it's because like that's what they set out to do kind of Mm. thing it would be cool to do that someday but you know that's like you sometimes you just listen to bands you're like holy shit like this music is so good you know that new Beartooth record and then reminding myself that I'm like the same age as Caleb Schirmer yeah that's what crazy. the fuck yeah yeah because he is kind of like young yeah he's he was younger than the rest of the guys in Attack Attack or whatever yeah yeah um 
yeah, that's crazy because that band that he's in now is doing pretty well, I think. Mm. And it's a lot of a lot of it is just him, right? Like he obviously has a touring band and stuff, but when it comes to just writing the songs and recording it, and I and I realize it's not the first album he's done, like by a long shot. But I think yeah. that's the the thing too is when a band puts out an awesome debut, for for like for us, it's their first record, right? But for us as listeners, I mean, but for them, it could be like the third album that they've written, and they finally yeah. sort of got to a place where they're like yeah we're happy with this yeah definitely so did you feel like with with your stuff are you like how does your brain work in terms of do you feel like you you push and push and push until it's as perfect as it can possibly be or do you get a sense of like if I push too far I'm gonna spiral I just have to to steal a Neil Gaiman quote abandon this and like just accept that this is as you know does that make sense like this is as good as it can yeah. be without me I think going it's like crazy. walking I think it's kind of like walking a line the whole time where like you know that if you like put too much time into it then you're not gonna like in order to like do anything I feel like you have to like have life experiences and shit so like if you're actually literally like locked away maybe you could get like technically good at doing something but then you also miss out on like any inspiration that you get from just like taking a break from it um but i definitely do like uh, obsess a little bit over the songwriting stuff but i think it's like really fun and interesting because you can do something one way one day and then kind of like sleep on it for like a day or two or even like a week and then out of nowhere your brain or at least like my brain will be like uh maybe it should be like fast and not slow and then maybe there should be like this the end should be the beginning and then that's what like ties in a theme with the song or like something like that is like fun to think about and then once you do then you go hit the song and then it's a completely different song you know and that's kind of fun I still have like a lot to learn with all that stuff but I'm definitely trying to uh, learn it just by like listening to all the music I can and then try and just like all write songs for like fun that are just different genres and just kind of like fuck around with stuff and try to like understand how like other people think about writing and think about like uh, music and then hopefully you know eventually the end result is that it channels into me just being a better songwriter mm. and you mentioned life experience there and i'm curious like, as a song as a creative person do you sort of put yourself in in positions that you uh, I was, i'm thinking about how to phrase this question and as i'm thinking about it i'm realizing that it sounds slightly sinister i was gonna be like do you realize you know do you put yourself in situations that you wouldn't normally do but what i'm trying to say is do you deliberately kind of expand like your comfort circle to bring in different life experiences and and keep finding interesting things to write about and you know like sort of um, pushing that comfort level i feel like the stuff that i write about i don't really need to do that too much but i do try to say yes to like everything that i can um like any opportunity to like hang out or do anything just because i feel like one, I don't want to feel like I'm missing out or whatever. And then another 
sometimes maybe if it's like you're not doing anything then eventually you get caught in this loop where you're home all the time and you're like oh, I don't get out I don't do anything like no one wants to hang out with me or something but like you kind of have to like make the effort to do that and then you know once you do then it's like you can decide to not go out or do something if you want but it's you're gonna probably like enjoy it in the long run by being able to say that like oh yeah I went and did that like I I got to go out like there's there's like a lot of experiences to be had out there you know did you have any fear doing the music thing going on to a that sort of like all legs and you know one sort of quite fragile basket like doing the tour what just just in terms of like music's obviously a tough career right for everyone oh yeah yeah. were you kind of like and would you know just in the context of all that life experience stuff where you sort of like yeah you regret the things you don't do fuck it i'm just gonna go in with both feet or was this sort of thing of like (laughs) should i do this or should i get like an office job um yeah so like i did work at an office for sucks doesn't it a while yeah i mean like i definitely had some bad times but i had some like fine times i got the job from like my mom is like a paralegal so she like helped me get like i could like work i didn't like work with her but like it was at the same place so i would like come in on weekends and then like someone got let go and then i moved to like part-time and then someone else got let go or so you know and then eventually i was working there like hell hours a week probably like you know over 40 sometimes which was like fine but then it kind of like started to grind on me because i was like i've been touring like a little at least a little bit since high school like whenever we could uh me and my friends in high school had like a band and then like two of the people were graduated and we do that and i we would like book the stuff i would book the stuff and it was fun but then it started to like grind on me once i like graduated and then i was working like full-time plus and then i was going to like night school and I was, like, trying to do all this band shit. And we would have shows at our house, like, all the time. Um, and I remember there was, like, one period of time where we would literally have, like, three or four shows at our house a week. And I was, like, this is, like, fucking crazy. <laughs> like, way too much. And then, um, yeah, basically, I just kept working there. They would let me get time off the tour. But it was kind of, like, hard because I would have to train, like, a replacement. Mm-hmm. And then, like, pretty much everyone I trained, like, quit or, like, stopped showing up, which kind of sucked, which kind of, like, made me think, like, yeah, maybe this job is, like, really demanding because it was, it kind of felt like that. And then, um, you know, at times, obviously, at other times, it's like, man, I'm just kind of, like, sitting here, you know? But, um, yeah, yeah, and then uh, eventually it came to a point where I was, like, well i to do all the tours that i want to do next like i pretty much have to quit because they're not going to let me take like half a year off entirely so uh i like saved up like a little bit of money and then uh i quit my job cashed out like 
my 401k or whatever, which was only like with the taxes taken out of it, it was like maybe like $500 or something. It was like nothing really. (laughs) And then, um, yeah. And then I just did that in like food stamps for a while like because you can buy like uh, sandwiches at gas stations and so like when we were on tour I would just like do that vibe and it was like not it was not that bad but it's way better being on tour now than like we want to go get ramen and I like go get ramen or something like that's cool and fun because it's like hard to be like go somewhere and experience places but then like you're just like I can't really like spend any money you know or do anything but um yeah I don't know I put all my eggs into that basket as you said and it's working out right now over the pandemic I started going uh back to school and so I've got like a couple semesters now because I went summer semester and then I went fall and then I went spring and now I'm about to finish the next this summer semester so I'm making progress on that, but I'm still going to keep touring and stuff. It was just the pandemic was like, huh, you know, I could chill here and do nothing, but I should probably like try to do something, you know. What are you studying? Music? Um, no, that would be such a bad Politics. idea. No offense <laughs> to anyone who did that, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, fuck all that. <laughs> I'm just trying to get... Uh, my a couple friends of mine have like communication studies degrees or something they uh sam who plays uh bass and mom jeans uh with me he has one and he said it was super fucking easy so i was like okay well i'll just get that and it has been super easy so (laughs) um yeah as someone with a comms degree, I I think you've made a fantastic life choice. <laughs> yeah, that, you too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like I just want the piece of paper that says I'm, you know, like can make more money if I need to. So, um, yeah. So that's been fine. It's a it's a cool thing to have, and like the I mean the pandemic's weird, right? Sometimes I talk about it with people. Sometimes we don't talk about it because, you know, it doesn't age well. Eventually it, it will be, it will have come and gone. But it's always interesting knowing how people fill their time. I feel like the most boring fucking person on the face of the earth. Like, what are you doing on the weekend? And I'm like, staying home. Like, What'd hanging out with my the... PlayStation, you know? What yeah. did I do? Well, I moved country. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, wait, from New Zealand to... Yeah, to the UK, so, like like three weeks before the whole thing happened. So that, that was that was incredibly bad timing, to be honest yeah, with you. That I was, think, wasn't New Zealand like fine? Still is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a massive the UK's fuck up. A lot, they got a lot more uh, commerce and shit, I imagine. Something. Yes, yeah, different different approaches and leadership styles, should we say. But it's, you know, it's been a weird one. Yeah, definitely. I'm expecting there to be a whole lot of, like, pandemic, freedom, illness, like, like isolation-related songs. And, I mean, for, and like you said, the record was written sort of late 2019, early 2020, right? So I'm imagining you're working on new stuff at the moment. 
are you yeah. kind of are there things that you're trying to steer away from? I really I like trying to get the the scoop on an album that's not finished yet, but I'm <laughs> like and I'm leaning into it. No, yeah, yeah. Are, are I, you uh, like trying to avoid certain things? Um I just not like I'm never gonna write about I don't write songs about like uh like stuff like that, I guess kinda you know. Um I don't really write like love songs either. I don't like I don't know. Most of the songs are just like existential shit, you know, like that kind of stuff where it's like, sure, the pandemic probably like helped feed into that a lot. But I think like the journey that it set me on was more of like, um, it's just kind of like a whole different, like, uh, I feel like I have like a different perspective on things, but it's still in the same like vein is like everything that i've already thought it's just i've been able to like think about it more and like uh gain perspective and try not to be like so angry about it because i feel like sometimes if like you're angry at existence then you can get like angry with everything else and it's really hard to like not do that but i think like being able to look at it um and like reflect over the past year has been like kind of cool because it's like things have slowed you know like the world like got to slow down so then like people could like there's time to do shit like I could hit up my friend and it's like I know you're not doing anything you know like <laughs> stuff like that but um yeah I don't know I think the the lyrics are never going to be about like a pandemic or like a anything like that I just don't think I'm like that type of songwriter um but I know like songs in 21 pilots or something wrote like a quarantine song i think it's like i think it was like an idea that went through like everyone's heads for mm -hmm. sure but yeah i i loved your point about um it, if you're angry about everything or like angry about existing you get angry at everything i just felt so seen in that like like my teenage <laughs> me was just like fucking yes yeah who am, I, who am i kidding late late 20s me thought the same fucking thing <laughs> i mean it's it's like rightfully so i think everyone i think if you're not angry then like something's wrong but uh you people should be like learn where their anger should come from and then like make sure that it doesn't like consume them but you know things should like invoke emotion and shit it's like if you're like existing and then you don't like see what's going on around you or like see like you know i don't know there's like there's all the memes of like the joker shit where it's like society and shit like that you know what i mean but then it's kind of like it's kind of is like that has just like been a fulfilling like prophecy like that being such a trope and like you know media of like oh everyone's against and you know like each other and like the government's working like against people and it's kind of like this like meme but it's kind of just like you know it's always pretty much been true like even before you know i was born and then you know before whatever america became you know and then before anyone even came over here and like colonized it and shit like always been a thing um because like 
power begets power and all that shit. I mean, I feel like we were created to be ruled, right? Like there's always been hierarchies or kings or gods or oh, yeah. tyranny. Like we, we, we just love, as a species, we just love that shit. We love like going this- against our self-interest. I was listening to this thing where it was like uh, there's a podcast talking about the Black Plague and then they were talking about how like the first middle class was like created out of the Black Plague in in like England and stuff because like people would die and then they would pass all their like the laws were like next of kin gets everything that you own and so many people were dying that like things were getting passed within like weeks or something so it was like in a month someone could own a bunch of land that they never did before and then there's not as many workers and then they could like actually charge like money for their labor like a lot and basically like take power away from like those who like were hoarding it and stuff and it's kind of like interesting because like at least in like america i feel like people I feel like there's this whole like, you know, the term wage slave being like thrown around and stuff. But I think it's pretty true because of, you know, something like a pandemic happens and then you sort of see like, oh, like everyone can kind of stop going to work. But the places that can't are like the places that absolutely like exploit their workers. And it's because I, you know, like some of them serve like vital functions, but I feel like others just like keep a machine turning for like money for these like people who are like completely removed from our society that just, you know, like collect money off of like, you know, someone has like kids and they're hanging out and having a good time, but then like they just end up working these jobs where they like they can't get out of debt and they can't get out of like their situation and it's like they're just there to like make someone else money you know and they can have fun while they do it but it's kind of like it's like there's like parallels between everything i feel like in history and that was like something that i heard the other day and i was like that's hella interesting because you know it's kind of like if some crazy shit like that happened that's like probably what would exactly happen like you know but i try not to think about it too much because it's like hella dark but you know like i mean we're going straight down that rabbit hole now <laughs> like it's a you know it's an interesting one for me because if my job like if the company i work for ended tomorrow and i hope it doesn't i quite like my job but the the world wouldn't stop turning you know and then yeah. it would have no do? i'm in marketing for a tech company and oh, okay. like, but we're, but we're like a nice to have kind of a thing. We're not like a vital social function. Yeah. And so it's like, if we stopped, it would be like, that's inconvenient. We'll just like carry on. Right. And, and yeah, you, you know, you raise a really good point. It's like all those people that have to keep going to work. And there's this big thing in the UK now about like return to work. Like, you know, everyone's going back into the offices and that kind of thing. And something like 60% of the population is like, fuck you. Some of us never stopped working. And, yeah. you know, and everyone that's been working from home all, co- all cushy and cozy is like, oh no, we don't have to go back to the office. We don't want to do that. We want better. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. 
like like do you realize how you sound right now compared to all of the people that kept our shit yeah. together for the past year and a half but i think that's like also another problem is like maybe like the whole like pitting people against each other in a way because it is like you do want to be like there's kind of no need for like these office buildings like you'll go to sections of a city and there will be like blocks that are just like buildings where people go to sit there and they drive their cars there and they park their cars there and it's like all these resources put into like just the the idea of sitting in an office which as like all these studies have been showing is like people are more productive at home like at least in america productivity went up and it's kind of like that's because people are comfortable and it's not really surprising that when people are comfortable like they're more like efficient because like you know sitting way less like stressful than sitting in an office because i don't have like stuff happening all around me you know and like you're not dressed up in your suit like super uncomfortable sitting there being like man i fucking hate this place you know like yeah it's just not you know not everyone probably thinks like that but i think it is like there's just so much like real estate and like resources that are wasted on like these office buildings for jobs that literally kind of don't really like they're jobs that people just made up for no reason you know like if we look at like you know other things on this planet like you don't see like fish like building buildings and shit and being like making up jobs like this guy does like uh you know like i don't know he fucking like designs like cardboard boxes or something it's like that's cool but like i don't know it's like we've like through like inventing shit it's like you just create shit that you don't need and then it makes other jobs that you don't really need and it's kind of cool because it's like someone gets a job but at the same time like it's just kind of a bit much you know yeah yeah it's it's like the whole um minimum wage thing going on in the us at the moment i don't know in and out i've seen like bits and pieces on twitter and whatnot but it's interesting seeing people argue about whether say someone that works at mcdonald's should make like 15 bucks an hour again just making up numbers and they're like no i have a degree like they shouldn't be making that and it's like but over here you know jeff bezos is making like two and a half grand every second and then say yeah you're angry at the wrong person (laughs) you know like yeah they literally like don't get it it's just like the more people argue amongst themselves like the better it's it's just like spreading like it's like exactly what the people who can actually change things in in our world like want uh so that kind of sucks ass but yeah as far as like the degree stuff it is kind of like america's been like sold this lie where like if you have a degree you just make more money and it's like that's kind of true but like true for how long you know what i mean because it's Mm. like it's just you know i think education is like super important but it's kind of used as like i think it's important for like people's worldview and like i don't know just like becoming more aware of like information that you're taking in and like how to process it but like in america and probably pretty much everywhere else it's like used as like uh well if you do this then you'll have money and then you'll be like happy and shit you know 
but I really mean, it should be something different. Yeah. Comms degrees are like the best example of that, right? Not to like bring yeah. on an existential crisis, but like everything <laughs> that we learn at university, you could learn on the job and probably half the time. You know, someone just being like, yeah. do this, change that. Like they kind of, at least I found anyway, that all of the interesting worldview theory stuff that we learned about like manufacturing culture and manufacturing consent and all those kinds of things is is cool but like as soon as you get into an office people like i don't give a fuck about that can you write this press release or do this thing or send this email or whatever whatever it is and yeah i think that's quite that cuts me deep (laughs) i think it's still valuable though i don't know i've taken I haven't gone to like the, I'm about to finish up my first two years. Um, so I've taken all the comm classes that I need to, to like transfer. Now I'm just taking like some random classes to get enough units. So that way I can transfer to like a four year university. But um, yeah, like all the classes were like, I just like them because like the teachers are like, I don't know they're so nice and they like talk to you you know what I mean like and then the work is hella easy and it seems like even if you got it wrong they'd be like well that's okay like it's almost like maybe I didn't teach it good enough or something like you know it's like it's just cool because I feel like it's how stuff should function it's like why be so like you know rigorous with everything because it really doesn't matter like people are just trying to get through school to like do a real job or something you know yeah universities are cool places and i think it's cool because like i mean you get to be an adult in a way right you go from like the school before and it's always about like make sure you like get a grade and fit that box and then university everyone's kind of just much more open i suppose you know like you said they're more open to teaching you or more understanding that like you might not have got it but you're not a fucking idiot it's just a different way to explain it yeah yeah definitely we're Um, so far down this rabbit hole now i feel like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like rip us right back out um because i mean (laughs) all the stuff do it yeah yeah like all the stuff that you've said is like super interesting right and to to wrap this in a beautiful bow of songwriting i mean how much of that stuff do you look at and go I want to put this in a song or like actually I don't want to be that guy I just want to write about you know personal experience things that I write about that kind of thing yeah I mean I think like anytime I'm like uh, feeling a certain way or like inspired to write something it's always like something that really doesn't have anything to do with like stuff like I don't get like cut off on the road and then be like I'm gonna fucking write a song about you know like (laughs) but there is like people that do that you know and it's kind of like that's their own way of approaching it but I think my way is just like I just think of like I just feel a certain way like emotionally and then I like try to put that into words or something and you know none of the lyrics are like too specific um and nothing is like too set in stone um but it is kind of cool once I start elaborating on like 
how I'm feeling in a in a certain moment, then it kind of like reminds myself of like other life experiences. And then I can like tie those into songs and stuff too. So like that happened on this like album that's gonna come out. Um is like there would be songs where I'm like feeling a certain way and then I write the chorus and then from that I'm like kind of like creating this like inside my self like this like emotion soup where I'm like oh man like I felt like this this time and like this when I was here and doing this thing or like at this place or someone said this thing to me and it made me feel like this and then I can like put those experiences into the song um but yeah it's it's harder for me to like write at least I haven't really tried like the storytelling side you know which is like kind of a popular form of songwriting but I think it's like super cool I, I can never do it um at least whenever I've tried it like doesn't work out but you know like Johnny Cash or like Sue Found Stevens or something like that Eminem yeah <laughs> but you know like they're like really good storytellers and stuff and I feel like that stuff is cool but it's really hard to do are you a fan of Have Mercy? Um, not really a fan, but I know who they are. I just, the, the first time I listened to one of your songs, and I forget what it was, the first few seconds I was like, this has got some nice Have Mercy vibes. And then the, <laughs> and then the rest of the song kicked in, and I was like, whoa, that was kind of a on its head. And it was cool. Like, it was an, it was an awesome yeah. experience. But you just reminded me of it, talking about the um, sort of songwriting, like, uh, sorry, the storytelling part of songwriting because I've always found like their tracks are quite, they're just quite like that. You know, I feel like they're that sort of, sort of super personable, um, relatable story. And and but I guess the cool thing with lyrics yeah. is we can just project whatever we want onto them, right? Yeah, definitely. But I mean, like if that's how you feel it, then that's probably how it is. You know, like I don't. I don't know the my stuff sometimes will feel like a story maybe but it's much more like disjointed than a song maybe like have mercy I haven't listened to enough to know but like maybe songs like those where like it feels like you're like starting on a path and then you end up like 20 yards ahead of yourself at the end like you actually like did a linear like journey uh you know through like someone's like story like time progressed and stuff but um i feel like that writing is like really hard to do oh yeah yeah again i mean i i can't write songs for shit so like well party <laughs> do you well, is it is it weird for you um when people come up to you and they'd be like hey you know your song means this to me or like this is what i got from your your song like do you does that so do you think about that when you're when you're writing, when you're producing your songs, you're able to sort of lock away that and just kind of focus on the art form and then panic about that when the album comes out. Um, Speaking of projecting. I kind of just, <laughs> <laughs> just like focus on the songs uh, and stuff. It's cool when people can like actually take something away from them. Um but you know it's like i guess i never really think about i don't know sometimes i guess like they'll i'll like write 
lyrics or something i'll be like i wonder what the fuck anyone would think this is you know like i'll think it's like just weird or like too weird i've also been into like trying to prioritize like sounds and stuff so like if i have like lyrics that i'm like looking at i'm like well these lyrics are like more descriptive but then it's like they don't sound good like saying you know because of like the sounds so then i'll like try to like fit them to be like the sounds that i want to be and which has helped me probably like write stuff a little bit faster because i'll be like working on a song and then if i'm like oh this part just sounds like shit like the vocals don't sound good like they don't sound like uh there's no like catchiness to it and then it's kind of like it's helped me be like okay well when i listen to this part like i hear like ah or e or like you know and then i'll be like well i gotta use words that are like this so i better just like figure it out um but yeah that's probably more what i think about when i'm actually like writing any of the lyrics is like i start with the emotion and then from there try to find a way to describe it with the sounds uh that i think would sound like best with the music do you have come up i'm asking this question but do you have like a thesaurus or like a like pool of inspiration that you come go to when you're like fuck i need a word that starts with e that needs to fit this vibe that needs to like you know because it's kind Um, of a puzzle in a way right yeah i think like i usually never resort to that but if i do get stuck for like an abnormal amount of time or like or if it's down to the wire and we like need we're like we need words you know (laughs) that like that just fit because you'll have parts where it's like you have like a whole verse written but then there's just like one word missing every now and then so like you're like i need to fill these in because like you know it's like it's flowing and you don't want to stop like writing the lyrics but you're like i just can't find a word for this part so i'm just going to go to the next part and then like i for that i use rhyme zone which is like a bunch of rappers use it and stuff it's uh so that's like how I got like turned on to it. But yeah, it's just like, it's a thesaurus and like dictionary, you know, it's like, it does everything basically. And then, so you can like choose words that uh, rhyme with each other and like choose how many syllables you want to. So if you're like, I need a word, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. It kind of feels like cheating, but I don't really think it is because it's like most people probably rarely use it. But uh, yeah, but also it's a, it's, a, it's a meet, it's a um, it's a tool, right? Like it's not it doesn't write the song. It's like using a name generator when you're writing a novel. Like what the fuck am I going to call this character? Name generator. Okay, his name's P. Yeah, <laughs> and you just like and you just kind of run with it, and then you get to the end and you go, oh, I didn't change that. I guess his name is still P. Like it's. I think it helps you get there, but it doesn't do it for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's um, it's it's helpful and cool, but I try to not use it too much. I, I use it very rarely because, like, even though it is helpful, it's not like if you tried to use it, you would be sitting there being like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And like, well, this this doesn't make any sense like 
you would find words that rhyme, but they would like suck or not make any sense. It's more of like you're in like a sitch where you got one word that you need to rhyme and you're like, you can't think of like all the words that you can think of are like bad, like baby words or something. And you're like, I, I want to like use a word that's a little bit better, you know? Um, so then you'll like turn to that. Uh, it's, it's so I cut my teeth doing like the sort of written version of music journalism. Not that I would call this journalism necessarily, but it's no, it's not really much different to that, right? Because if you've done an interview, you're doing an article and you think there's a point, but I'm kind of stuck. You can essentially just cut to a quote, you know, and, and the person that you've interviewed just kind of fills the sentiment in for you. And it yeah. makes it a much easier process. You know, you're like, I've got 500 words. I've got to get like this point across and yeah. someone I else do can do all the time the talking. in yeah. school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I totally feel like I've, I'm taking this like a uh, history class right now. And the teacher is like fine, but there's kind of, it's just like, he likes to disagree with people. He's kind of like one of those people that's like, you know so like it's something where he'll be like well this is like how they felt like he'll like comment on your stuff that you do and like give you notes and then so I've just like made it a habit to like directly quote from these like books that we're reading where there's like bad grammar in them and I just like quote it keep leave the bad grammar in and it's like I don't know it's kind of it's kind of like passive aggressive I guess but it's just kind of like I'm like I just want to do this so you can like this is what we're reading you know like it sucks yeah you're like in brackets SIC yeah yeah and then yeah I kind of like I kind of other than that I try to be like super nice we have all these like class discussions but they're all on canvas this like website you know and then so I try to be like pretty nice and positive but with this stuff he's like I want you guys to do like massive paragraphs which no other teacher has been like that since I started going to school most of them have been like you know just like reply to people do like a couple sentences or do like however many words and then he wants like a bunch um so then I just start like bullshitting you know to like meet like some imaginary word count that's a good point though, right? Because when you're writing songs, you only have say three minutes to get your point across and you know roughly how much music that is, how many words that is. Well, yeah. like, do you find that you're naturally more succinct because you're used to think like when it comes to writing, you're used to thinking in those kinds of patterns. So he says, you know, if you've got to write 500 words, you're like, fuck, I can get my point across in 300. Yeah. <laughs> I think with the writing, it's way different because I've, first like it's hard for me to be want like want to work on a song if there's like not a chorus that I have in mind uh which I used to be like pretty bad at that like I would write the song and I'd be like oh this is all cool and the chorus would be an afterthought and I'd be like well I can't really sing so like why do I give a fuck about there even being a chorus because I used to be like I'm guessing you're into heavy music I listen to like one of the episodes that like starts with like fucking heavy ass shit <laughs> Yeah, but I was, but I used to be super into like, uh, like death metal, death core stuff like that. And then, uh, but like the scene kid stuff, like I was like a scene kid. Um, 
and then I think just like with the singing stuff it's like I viewed it differently but then finally I've always listened to bands that like sang and shit you know but like I think when working on my own music I was like I can't really sing so I'm not going to do that but this album that's about to come out uh and kind of the last album but not really like this album for sure that's about to come out I was like I need to have like better structure better song structure and I need to like try to actually kind of like sing because like that's what I want to do now like I I want to just like do that better um because the yelling and shit is like fun but it's also like I've done it enough and like really I'm just trying to sing but I'm like like negating any like key changes so I'm just like I okay well I can sing these notes but then everything else I gotta fucking like you know like yell into because I can't hit it so I have to like yell into like this like tonal screaming shit and uh which is kind of cool but then it's like absolutely destructive to try to like do that and it's like only fun for so long because it's like you know wouldn't at least for me, I was kind of like, well, wouldn't I just want to like change the key and like figure out how to make the song just like better? So mm. that's kind of like what I was trying to do with this album that's going to come out. And I think I did get way better at it. There's not a lot, a whole lot of parts where I'm like having to scream to a note, which was nice because it made like recording it all way easier and more like satisfying because you get to listen back to it and you're like even if you're not like the best singer in the world like me like you know like i'm not the best i can still listen back to it and be like okay this is better than the last thing i did you know nice i love that that just feels like such a great place to end it on if anyone made it through our sort of wade slave war history lesson there <laughs> at least yeah. i get to hear about the album a little bit <laughs> Yeah, no, but no. Dude, seriously, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Sorry if I talk too much, but that's the that's the name of the game. It's a, it's a podcast, I guess. Exactly. You know? So someone said to me once, podcasts are just like sitting near two interesting people at the pub and just yeah, you know, listening to them go this way and that. So that's why I like it. It's why I got out of 500 word count fucking articles because there was always too much good shit that you had to leave out um yeah no no apology necessary man well tight i yeah i appreciate you making time for me you know given like the time differences and stuff my pleasure thanks for listening to my story about chippy sauce at the start it was a great icebreaker yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i love it i love it next time you're over here hit me up and um i will sort you out yeah tight man awesome thank you dude have a good day yeah i'll hop off see you so how was that for something a little bit different here on the modern punk podcast it was bart thompson graduating life his new album too came out on the 9th of july so make sure you go and check it out it's a really good listen like in the episode it has a few sort of have mercy vibes um Maybe Have Mercy Meets the Shins. It's a really unique, really interesting sound. One of the things I love about the Pure Noise record label is that there are so many great bands on there that sound like so many different things. Whether it's Sea Space Cowboy, 
through graduating life. So some really great stuff there. I'll be back next week. I have a very cool interview for you with Sleep Waker, who are really talking about how they can expand outside of music into graphic novels, into films, even into novels and literature. So it's going to be it's a really interesting chat looking at exactly how you do that as a band and what goes into that. And we, you know, because they're also from Grand Rapids, Michigan, we talk a little bit about La Dispute, King Park, and even The Dark Knight, which I learned in that episode was partly filmed in Lansing, which is around that area. So that was pretty cool. So come back next week, check out the interview with Sleep Waker. Can't wait to have you back.